This podcast contains strong language. If you'd like to hear a bleep version, there isn't one. Hello, Survivalists, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life, a comedy podcast that takes juicy topics and gives you top tips on how to survive them. Because Molly and I are wildly unqualified to teach people <laughs> anything each episode features an extra special guest and they are extra special and that's what we're doing so I'll be your host for this episode I'm Kaylee Cassidy and I'm joined as always by Molly Merwin say hello Molly hello 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 Kaylee how are you I'm good how are you I'm good I'm surviving good Good to hear and this week we are joined by the spectacular David Chevers. Say hello, hello, hello Chevers. Woo! I was in this this with no recorded like uh, applause or like crowd screaming. No, or we no, we, we can't afford that. Yeah, we can get cheers. Oh, thanks for the little applause. Lovely to be here. Thank you. <laughs> <ladies. laughs> so, um, Chevers, listeners, is our first ever guest to join us across time zones. Oh yes. Cross continents. Yeah. Yes. Cross continents. Che- David Chevers is all the way in Cape Town. That's right. I'm here in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, looking at the mountain now, we had like crazy wildfires about uh, two weeks ago. And like uh, the whole left hand side of the mountain was up in flames. So a magnificent thing for my balcony, but also like quite devastating. But uh, yeah, we're surviving pandemics and fires and a whole bunch here in Africa. Wow. <laughs> we're also trying to survive a pandemic. <laughs> right. and, um, but, but not fires or Africa or anything else, just a pandemic. No, but guys, I'm trying to survive drilling because there's excessive drilling outside my house at the moment. Oh, and, um, me I know it's not a fire, but. I spent the entire lockdown. I moved, I moved into this apartment in Cape Town. And as I moved in, they started renovating the apartment next to mine. So I did mm. six months of reson- renovation noises and all of that madness. As soon as they finished next door, they've started retiling two apartments down. So it's just... No! That happened to me. That happened to me. Our neighbors, you know, bought the place and then they renoed it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> and then as soon as they stopped, upstairs started. I'm like, mother... I'm, I'm telling you what, guys, I'm having some inspiration here. How to survive renovation noises. It needs yes. to happen. That's an episode. It's not happening. <laughs> such a good episode. It's not happening this episode, though. No, uh-uh. no because nope. this episode is something very different, which I'll tell you about in a minute, because first I need to tell you about our extra special guest. So oh. David Chevers is a South African actor, singer, songwriter, voice artist, and improviser, currently mm. appearing in The Vault. If you blink, you're going to miss him. And on local screen as Dr. Latigan on Kinknet's Dyke Bowl. I don't know if I said that right, David. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> it's a, How do you say it? Dr. Latigan, and the show is called Debail. It's an Afrikaans local program here in South Africa. So, well it. done on that. Love well it. done. That was really good. Debail? What is... I? So th- when I hear Debail, I think bail like in jail. Like you post bail. What is debail about? Um, it's a, it's like a crime uh, sort of thriller uh, mm. drama based on sort of uh, following a serial killer in. Uh, it's already done two seasons, 
and they're trying to track down the serial killer and sort of like piecing okay. together. Are you the serial killer? No. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't want to ruin the story for those who haven't seen oh, it. Yeah. I, I do work in cahoots with the serial killer. He's a bit of a dirty doctor. He gets involved See, in stuff. I've worked with David Chevers on so many projects when we lived in Barcelona. Oh. We were lovers. Remember that? Oh. In the, um, <laughs> the <short> film. <laughs> That's why you guys wanted to do we, love. We were we were lovers in an apartment being uh, haunted by poltergeists of our like yes. partners or something. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, you you're always you play that character very well. Aww. But yeah, the other thing, the other great thing about David Chevers is he has a new single out called oh, Mountains ooh. Between Us, oh, and it's available wherever you listen to music, listeners. Wherever you listen to music, Spotify, Apple, all of that. There cool. we have it. What kind of song is that? Is it rock? Is uh, it that song folk? specifically? Is that quite? Um, it's quite special. Uh, about four years ago, I, re I recorded that with a Catalan producer in Barcelona, and unfortunately, his name was Mark Barmandi, an incredible guitarist and also quite famous within the Latin American like sort of music industry, reggaeton sort of genre. Uh, he passed away from cancer, unfortunately, uh, about two years ago. And the single that I've just released now is something that he produced. His hands were all over. He plays guitars on the tracks, and it's sort of just like a homage to him and putting the song out there. Oh, it's, that's it, and it's, it keeps him alive, really. So more than anything, that's yeah. what the release was about. But the song itself is a is about navigating love. Is about navigating yeah. relationships. It's a perfect. It's a broken-hearted love song. That's one of my favorite things to write. I love sad, broken-hearted little love songs. And uh, that's sort of something that I've sort of been diarizing and, and working my entire life uh, in terms of if I, I mean, if I had a diary, I have song lyrics and broken hearted songs, you know. Aww. <laughs> I, I wish I imagine, like... like I'd release an album of just like sad ballads and it would just be songs about boys, simply put. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's most songs though. Like most songs are about love, heartbreak, trying to get love, not getting love. If you think about it, I would say nine out of 10 songs are about trying to get love, not getting it, or being in I love. I think it's such a powerful, mm. like, universal theme, you know? Like, we're all, yeah. how many plays have been written about the concept of falling in love or breaking your heart? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, music is there. I think there's always, there'll, there'll forever be a top 10 something about some relationship that didn't work or something that did work, you know? Yeah. So if the listeners don't already know, uh, we're doing How to Survive Love, okay? That's the topic we're doing. Love. If you didn't guess it, listeners, we're doing How to Survive Love. And we've all got new nicknames for this show, okay? We've yeah. got David Chevers as Zeus. Zeus. We've got Molly as Cupid. And Hello. me, I'm just going to be a love bug. No. The cutest little love bug. Yeah, we all need help surviving love. I definitely do. Oh, yes. Yeah, here, here. And... You know, so many, so many broken hearts I've had. I, I counted how many times I'd been in love in preparation for this show. And I was like, what, like, I think eight times. But love feels like a cold, you know, it's always different. It's never the same. <laughs> never the same. It feels like a cold. A cold is not always a good thing, Kaylee. It gives you aches. You have a stuffy nose. Love. You want to lay in bed all day. Love. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe the good parts of a flu, like the comforts of the comforter, the warmth. Yeah, yeah. A cup soup. of tea, out of Netflix. Catching up. 
yeah, yeah. you are right love is the good bits you know but sometimes you forget because the bad bits can be so over overpowering but this what is how to survive you? love you're a poet no i know well that's an interesting debate like what are do you think love has different ebbs and shades and does does love oh totally love just exist as love or is love comprised of something else too Mm. I think it's yeah. I think it's multifaceted, right? What because you have unrequited love, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You have mutual love. You have love at first sight. Like, has anyone here sight? ever f- fallen in love at first sight? Me, yeah. I, I think oh. I have too. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know if I'd say I've fallen in love. Yeah. I've definitely fallen in a lot of fatuation. Well, I didn't ask that question, Molly. All right, I asked, have you ever fallen in love at first sight? <laughs> Falling in sex at first sight. Fair enough, Molly. All right. <laughs> With the answer. Hey yes, now, hey now. <laughs> Have you fallen yeah. into sex at first sight? Yes, yes. yes. Well, <laughs> obviously. My mom is listening, so no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she doesn't listen at all. She's like, can I watch it on YouTube? I was like, no, mom, it's a podcast. So I love no. that. She thinks that podcasts are on YouTube. That's cute. I know. Bless her. Let me, I want to hear about your two times that you've, okay. So first, since he's our guest, David, tell me about the time you've, for your love at first sight. Oh, love at first sight. I was like um, about 18 years old and I went to this disco in Johannesburg and it was quite famous back in the day. It was called Therapy. And at one point in the night, the dance floor would even, the roof would like sort of open up and would become this outdoor sort of party at the middle of the night. I remember seeing this guy Amazing. across the dance floor and he had a Horus eye tattoo on the back of his neck. Ooh. I was like really like yeah. intrigued, intrigued. And I remember like sort of just doing this thing. Like I was dancing on the dance floor and I closed my eyes and I just sort of like meditated on his tattoo and just sort Aww. of thought, when I open up my eyes, he's going to be standing in front of me. Like he will be here. And I opened my eyes and he was, <gasps> he was right in front so of me. This is so spiritual. Oh. And then, well, I mean, I think that's part of it, right? Like, yeah love is what you're putting out there in terms of Mm. your thoughts what you're attaching to it in its perception what your perception of love is yeah you know so that love could be so many things depending on how you find it and how you've attached yourself to it it's actually so powerful what you're saying that i don't actually think i have fallen in love at first sight anymore (laughs) (laughs) i retract my uh Do you want to tell us about the time you think you did? So the time I think I did was like maybe a couple of years ago. And I was at this kind of like showing event with um, a lot of artists. And there was this this guy there. And I remember just feeling this this energy towards him. And I remember being like, I don't know what his sexuality is. I don't know if he's in a relationship. But and all of that got in the way of me just being like, oh, my God, I'm like so attracted to this person. I'm so attracted to everything that they are. Yeah, never saw him again. And it was just this this feeling overtook me. And I remember my cousin was ill at the time with cancer and I was waiting for a call to say that she'd passed away. So I was quite mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. And my mum rang me on the way back and I 
she she spoke to me she said you don't sound like yourself and I was like I couldn't speak to her because I was on my way back from the event and I was in this like the bus was quite far away and I was walking in this like open area with all the stars above me and I was like oh what I don't know she's like what's what happened what's got into you and I was like I just met a guy and she was like what and I was like I don't know mom I don't know what's going on but I just really like him and then like yeah my my brain was consumed by him for a long time but um and then I got home and then my mom rang me back and was like oh I just need to tell you that Claire's passed away it was weird to be going through these two things at the same time yeah like but both very surreal experiences yes did you ever get the guy's name yeah, I did, but I don't want to say it because no, 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 yeah. don't, don't, oh, no, 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 okay. no, I don't want that. I was just curious. He did you guys ever you calling his name out on a podcast? Does he? No, no. His name is David. No, <laughs> his name is David Chevers. Remember <laughs> when we were lovers yeah, in that awkward, film? Awkward. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that party. Sorry, Kay. <laughs> So here's my thing. I maybe I have because there's definitely been people I've seen and I'm like, oh, like definitely attracted to. The first time I saw my husband, I will never forget it. I was like, wow, you're hot. And I was like, ooh, yes, please. But then I immediately found out he had a girlfriend. So I was like, never mind. Oh no. So like, yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, obviously he broke up with her because now we're married. But um But how but yeah, long was I that just... process? What was that like? Like from finding out that he's got a girlfriend to like him breaking up with his girlfriend. What was that? Well, we're going to get into that later, David. Ah, but I will say, I'll say, actually, I think I can say it now. So we met, so we met at a part, a mutual friend's party. I, I'll never forget, like, he doesn't remember this at all. Cause he had a girlfriend, you know, he went, I was single. I saw him across the room. I mean, my husband's hot. He's six, two has olive skin, dark hair, dark. mm, So guys, I was like, hello. And, um, so, you know, I'm just, you know, meeting people and I was like, hi, I'm Molly. And, um, and we just started talking about his dog. Uh, cause he's obsessed with his dog and not obsessed. Anyway, it's not a metaphor then... for penis. That would be so crude if it was. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, shh. I told you not to tell anybody. Um, but anyway, so that, you know, we were talking and then, and then at some point he was like, oh, this is my girlfriend. I love my dog too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my penis. Would you like to see it? <laughs> Can you imagine? And now we're married. No, um, <laughs> everything's fine because now we're married. Because you really like um, his dog now, right? <laughs> I love his dog. His dog is so nice, very pretty. Anyway, he is going to totally blush. I have to take this part out because he would just die if he knew. Oh no! I think you've got to keep it in. I think that. Come on, can we get him back? Can we get him on the line? Get him to join us. <laughs> he sounds delish. But oh, anyway, six foot one. <laughs> he's six two but anyway yeah so then we're talking he's like oh this is my girlfriend and i was like oh hi nice to meet you and then i was like okay immediately friend zoned but then and then i got to know i'm like oh you're a dork um and like you know a really cute way but we were just just friends and they broke up i guess they broke up maybe like two months after i met him Uh and then again he was like friend zoned because then i had started dating someone and yeah, the rest we will talk about later. Okay. Well, That's Molly, cool. tell you what, we're going to do things a bit differently. We're going to change up the order of top tips anyway. Okay. So, so survivalist, you're obviously here because you thought love that speaks to me. Like I want to know how to yeah. survive it. And I need to, three really silly billies called love bug, Cupid and Zeus to help me. So 
here we are. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna each give you a top tip. We're gonna carry on the fun and games and take what you want from this podcast, or just listen along and laugh and love it. So, Molly, without further ado, what's your top tip for how to survive? Love, love, love. Okay, so this, as we've already said, this is a big topic. And when we, when I was first thinking about a tip, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. But then something kept popping in my head and it was the wise words of the queen the her majesty herself rupaul yes (laughs) what does ru say at the end of every episode what does she say if you you can't can't love love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else can i get an amen in here amen So that's my top tip. Oh, that's a beautiful tip. If you're going to survive love, you have to love yourself first. And so I'm going to tell a story. I would try to make this short. So I'm going to edit this for time, self-edit myself. So a couple of years ago, over a decade now, which is making me feel really old, I was in this long-term relationship with this guy that went way longer than it should have because, you know, again, didn't love myself. And um, so we broke up. And then like a month later, I had this rebound. And this rebound, we only dated like a couple of weeks. But then after we ended, I was devastated, just devastated. I was like, why does he want to date me? What's wrong with me? Well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Whereas the long term relationship, I was like, eh, over it. And then I was like, this isn't healthy. Like, what is going on here? I'm devastated for this short term thing. But this long term thing, I'm not like, this isn't healthy. And then I was like, I keep trying to find validation through men, particularly Mm. male relationships. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take six months and I'm going to focus on me. No dating, no kissing, no sex, no nothing. It's just all about me. So I trained for a marathon, my first and only marathon in San Francisco. I got into improv. Finally, after wanting to do it for so long, I started doing improv. I reconnected with two of my best friends and really like invested in those, that, those friendships. And I got back in touch with me and what makes me happy and what's great about me. And, and don't get me wrong. There are definitely people, there are guys that I met during that time. They're like, Oh, like let's date or let's hang out. I was like, well, just so you know, like we can hang out, but this isn't going to be anything dating or anything until six months from now or three months from now. You know, if you're here then, like, sure, I'd love to go on a date with you. And you know what? They were not around. So the six months happened. It was great. I ran a marathon. I was doing improv. I had these really rich friendships. Then a couple of months later, I dated this other, I dated this guy. It ended, but I wasn't like devastated. I wasn't like, what? You know, I didn't try to make it work possibly to the detriment of myself. You know, like it just ended because relationships end and that's okay. It doesn't mean like you're bad or they're bad. It just means it ended for whatever reason. And I was in like a really good place. A couple years later, when I moved to Denver, I had a bit of a relapse because I went through a really financial and professional hard time. And I dated these two, what what would you call one of them? Definitely is the word you would use as fuck boy. But I, and the other guy, like, to be fair to him, like he did some dirty things, but also I probably pursued it and tried to push it more than I should have. But then again, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I am trying to make these relationships work. I'm trying to find validation through them. Like, no, I need to focus on me. I need to get my shit together. And then I did that. A couple months later, I dated this friend for a very brief time. Again, it ended very, you know, amicably like if he called me tomorrow I was like hey I'm in London you want to get a coffee I'd be like are you vaccinated great let's meet up <laughs> so this guy that I had dated 
and I, we broke up. And then that night, you know, I was like, okay, well, on some, you know, whatever, life goes on, moving on, not looking for anything at this point, like definitely not looking for anything. I go have cocktails with some friends and my friend Alex was there and we ended up being the only single people there. And we just started talking and hanging out all night. And we're like, why do we never just hang out just us two? Like we, this is really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, we should do this more often. And so we did. And now we're doing it for life because Yay. he's not my husband. And that was, let's see, that was about six months after I met him. So we had been friends for six months. And to answer your question, so we, like I said, we met, I immediately thought he was hot, but then friend zone. And then I was like, well, you're a dork. And <laughs> I was just like, that's my dorky friend, Alex. You know, we would, I mean, I've been to parties at his house. We'd gone camping together as a group, but it wasn't until that night, you know, like I was ready and I was open. And we've both have talked about, like we met when we were ready to meet because we both have done like self-reflection and self-exploration. And, you know, sometimes I'll tell him, I'm like, I wish we did meet sooner just because I wish I had more time with you. And he's like, I'm so glad we didn't. He's like, cause I was a mess. Like I wasn't ready and I wasn't ready either. You know, like we met, we were meant to meet. And it's because I loved myself first. And I, you know, I put myself first and my needs mm. to really explore that. And I'm really proud of my marriage. Like, are we perfect? Hell no. Do we argue? Hell yes. But we are just two imperfect people trying to make it through life together. And um, so, yeah. So as Oscar Wilde once said, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. Mm. So, you know, if at least if you love yourself, at least there's one person loving you. Absolutely. So that's my tip to survive love. Oh, that was so lovely, Molly. I love that. I tried to make it short. And I, I think, I think like, you hit the nail on the head there. I think it really is about, like, as soon as you put, like, maybe the focus on a person of, like, a, a romantic sort of veil over it, like, things, yeah. things you behave differently. Things, things mm. come to you differently. And I think the success of that was literally meeting each other as friends and making a first incredible foundation connection on just... Hey mate, like who are yeah. you? And seeing each other yeah. essentially. I think that's the the basis for great relationships, you know? Yeah. Really, like the ones that come out of friendships are are the most magical, you know? Yeah. I think so. I think that there was so much in that, Molly. Like so much. Yeah. Um, I know I didn't give you guys any time to I'm like, I'm trying to get through this. No, no, no. Love time. I love it. it. I think love is such a big topic and like we there's so yeah. much to say on it but I definitely feel like you know you can distract away from yourself and your own issues that you haven't really addressed from childhood and you can put it all yeah. on someone else like project it and that mm -hmm. makes a distance between you which at some point in the line is going to become resentment and that will be you know where the the problems arise and I think by taking that time and I've done it I did a year of celibacy actually when me and my ex broke up and we lived together mm. and I did a year of celibacy and it was amazing it was hard yeah. it was like go away you sexy thing get away from me oh no why does everyone want me when I'm celibate yes <laughs> Everyone wants to, as soon as you're like, nope, this isn't going to happen. They're like, I want you so bad. I'm like, yeah, really, this is what I should have been doing. That's like a time. complete Murphy's Law thing. I, th I feel like one of the best yeah. like acting tips uh, I ever got taught by a lecturer was to give something attention is to give it tension. Ooh, so yeah. literally, Ooh. isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. And like literally, <laughs> so if, if your focus is, if your focus is on the celibacy, then that's what you're going to attract attention to, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, 
Mm. Nice. Mm. So that's an extra top tip there from uh hey, from Zeus. Look, mine's done now. <laughs> Zeus, Zeus gives lightning bolts, you know. So it's just gonna be a whole <laughs> show of lightning bolts waiting down on all of us, you know. You just gotta be ready, listeners. We don't know what he's gonna say next, but it's gonna be lightning. Just a <laughs> yes. So so I'll go next. I'll give my okay. top tips. So my top tip is take it slow mm, love is yeah. a wave of emotion and it can make you want to give everything so quickly but the reality of love is it's potentially there for life so go slow mm. you won't regret it and my evidence for this is the first time i ever fell in love and i'm going to share mm. with you the first time i ever fell in love i feel mm. like it's an adorable story but it's also so <laughs> cringe at the same time oh, get ready for the best it, stories usually are <laughs> Put your seatbelts on. It does not feature my mum. She's not in this one at all. I don't think. Oh, I, don't oh, I love your mum though. Yeah. So basically the first time I fell in love was with a boy called Darren. And I've chose not to change his name because, well, okay. you know, why, why not? It was a long time ago. And in the end, Darren decided to love my best friend instead of <gasps> me, but not before kissing me and asking me to be his girlfriend first. So how did me and Darren meet? Well, we met at my friend Jodie's lamppost. She didn't actually have a lamppost in her garden, but it was outside, but we called it Jodie's lamppost. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, so I kind of feel like- She has a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream, isn't it? To have your own lamppost. Oh <laughs> I mean, it's mine. Lily Marlene, you know? What was that? Lily Marlene underneath the lamppost. By the yeah. day, standing all alone, every night you see her wave. I can't remember. Was it? I, th I think I know what song you mean. Wasn't it a folk song? It's Lily Marlene. I'm leaning on a lamppost. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so this lamppost, I actually wrote in my notes like I need some dramatic music for this bit. Like this is the night. But David, you just gave it to me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so every weekend we would sit outside. Jo Jody's house by the lamppost and Darren and his friends were up the lane outside his house all we could see was their shadows that's ominous so at 14 that was really all flirt all the flirting I was capable of you know right. just looking at someone's shadow that was flirting <laughs> really effective really effective yeah 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 I mean it's some Jungian stuff in there surely <laughs> one night after the big event of the weekend where we sat outside Jodie's lamppost, they sat outside Darren's lamppost. I was walking home and I bumped into Darren by the lamppost. Oh, wow. Jodie's. Dun, dun, dun. By lamppost, do you mean his lamppost by that? I no, mean, do you mean his penis? Not his penis. He doesn't have a dog. You <laughs> <laughs> not talking about dogs anymore. Um, <laughs> so he was a bit drunk. He was two years older than me. So he was a bit drunk. And he asked me if I wanted to come back to his house and hang out because his mum was away and um, have have a beer. So I went back to his house and I think I, I can't remember. At this point, I was like 15 and we kissed and um, he asked me to be his girlfriend because that's what you do, don't you? After you kiss someone, yeah. <laughs> will you be my girlfriend? I was like, absolutely, yes. Like I spent so long like loving this person and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to be his girlfriend. Like, I'm the luckiest person in the world. And he walked me home. And then, yeah, I got in and he took my phone number and then I got in and then I basically got out the Argos catalogue. Now, if you don't know what Argos is, it's a big retail shop in England, but you don't have the stuff isn't in the shop. It's in the warehouse. So you order it mm -hmm. via a catalogue with a little blue biro and a little bit of paper. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, 
when I was little, that was the reading that we did because the catalogue was free. So my mum, oh, my mum will be in this story. My mum used to always pick up an Argus catalogue, bring it home, (laughs) bring home the Argus catalogue. And then we would just look through and see what we wanted. But since now I'm Darren's girlfriend, I'm already looking through the Argos catalogue, picking out his Christmas presents. Oh. Guys, uh, wait, what, what time of year it is this? It was April. April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. So, what, yeah, you want to beat that Christmas madness. The next, yeah, the next, <laughs> you can beat the Christmas madness. Oh, there'll be loads of cues. I better get the Christmas presents in now. <laughs> That's how forward thinking Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day was Saturday so I went into town to get a new coat to celebrate basically I wanted to look good for him so this talks about male validation right. and I looked at the coats and I tried them on and I was just looking at them as in terms of what he would like not what I would mm. like mm-hmm. and suddenly now I had a boyfriend what I liked didn't matter it was all about Darren which is another part of my top tip so go slow but also don't lose yourself because you can yes. lose yourself in love And on the way home, I saw him on the bus and I was like, I smiled at him and he just ignored me. Um, And then that night I got a text message from him saying that he doesn't think it's going to work out. (gasps) And my life was ruined. And I was like, did he know about the Argos catalogue? Was he psychic? (laughs) Did he know I was searching through it? But basically how I got over him was for one whole year of my life. So 15 till 16, I listened to Daniel Bedingfield, if you're not the one, over and over again, crying my (laughs) eyes out that the one was not for me, you know? And I wasted all my newspaper round money on that coat. (laughs) (laughs) But at least you had him. Shame, Katie. That's devastating. He never gave you a reason. Like you never found out beyond that. It was just like it's not going to work. Well, I think I think he ended up going out with my best friend, who okay. wasn't part well, of the shadow crew. She was. He met her like through me through school. Wow. I just think that if I'd have taken it slow and not already planned our Christmas together, maybe I wouldn't <laughs> have got so hooked on a cheesy love song and wasted good childhood years mourning the loss of man who didn't even want me. So be a tortoise, people, and remember, love is not a race. Darren. Fuck Darren. Darren. <laughs> being just like a young, stupid boy. What a stupid. What a stupid. Stupid boy. Do you think he was just drunk and forgot that he uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's say on that moment, like so you were both 14 and 15, you No, see. he no, he was 16. Oh, he was 16. Or 17. And allowed to drink. He was drunk, you said. He was drinking, yeah. I think I had one beer with him, but no, he, I think what happened was he knew I fancied him and he was just like, oh, this really helps my ego. Like, and then he just asked me to be his girlfriend and then he must've saw the coat and not liked it and thought, can't be with her. (laughs) I'm sure that's totally it. It was was totally the coat. He never saw the coat though. (laughs) (laughs) It was beige with like a fur little trim hood. Do you remember those little things that were in fashion? Oh, yes. Furry hood. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Two little balls on it, <laughs> on a string. <laughs> it was the balls on the string. That was probably overkill. <laughs> I think That's it was overkill. Probably what it was. It was like, I can't date a girl with balls on her string. No, no. it would be overpowering because the balls would have been big, bigger than his balls, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think the side note, the side tip is this don't buy a coat with balls and strings on them. That right. is a That's good really... top tip. That is a good top tip. Yeah. Thank you. Scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> David yes. Chevers. Yeah. 
Do you have any more lightning bolts for us? <laughs> it's been like, I really want to just like reiterate what, what has been said. But uh, I was thinking I'd contribute to that. Expectations. Expectations mm, and judgment. Yeah. And then like on the top of that, I like, want to encapsulate it by saying something this. Like whatever is lacking in a situation is probably what you are not giving to it. So like, ah. so, 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 so let, let, let's, let's put that all together. So like with the expectations, if you are putting an idea upon someone or even if your love perspective is that yeah. pissed, now he's got to ask me something. Now I've got to be his girlfriend. Now we've got to go mm. on that date. Now we've yeah, got to yeah, do yeah. that thing. It's all this like sort of false reality that we've created and yeah. that we just conjure up so quickly when we talk about love, like what love is. So like yeah. love is essentially every other way you've looked at love or defined it before until you surrender those definitions, let go of all of that and redefine what is, you know? So like love is like a surrender. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I think that's all it is. Love literally is surrender. Yeah. This is uh, the calmest yeah. I've ever felt on this podcast, David Shepherd. <laughs> yeah. I literally feel yeah. like I'm full of honey right now. <laughs> but honestly, I totally agree with that because I think I think if you are if you love someone, love is also it is a surrender. It's about surrendering your ego. Amen. You know, and it That's has to, it, is. it has to be mutual. It needs to be mutual, right? But mm. if you truly love someone, you gotta surrender that ego yeah. and that's something like especially being married i've had to like you know say yeah i'm wrong i'm sorry i was wrong because this love this relationship is more important than my ego and me being right and surrendering and just also being vulnerable do you think think there's a sense of navigation too because like totally. i think I think like when you fall when you fall in love like i'm in love right now and it's like oh, it's really yes. nice yay yeah. david chevers i'm in love with a woman oh <gasps> yay yeah. yeah i didn't know if you knew but i came out during lockdown so she kissed the girl <laughs> and she liked it congratulations my darling i didn't yeah. know congrats thank That's you wonderful. wonderful thank you she's amazing she's irish <laughs> <laughs> So the apple didn't drop too far, no. No, 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 no. Um, but what what I was going to say is just because, like, being in love, it's like, oh, I love this person, but then stuff comes up and it puts a distance between you. And it's like, oh, love is, like, working that out. And then, like, yeah. really, really, like, going, like, oh, I've got, what's my issues? Like, oh, rejection, abandonment, just always thinking someone's going to leave me, so I need to leave them first. Right, trying to... Yeah. Maybe that's because right. of Darren. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely Darren. Couldn't be anything else. It's definitely and yeah. childhood fear of dogs. <laughs> childhood fear of dogs. Like just all these people's dogs. I just was like, I'm not even into dogs. I'm a cat woman. I like pussies. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that's that's so true. I think it's true for all of us, just in life in general, like love or yeah. lack of love. I think it's it's about a perception that we project and we see. Like so much of it is defined in in what we've put onto those concepts, you know? Yes. Mm. And put onto other people. So like not expecting, not judging, and sort of surrendering to what is, right? Letting it be what yeah. it is, you know? Letting, oh. that, letting that love define itself instead of being so quick to define love, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Right. Lovely. What a lovely oh, note yeah. to end on. I love I know. that. I love that. That was like the most calm this podcast has ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been such a pleasure having you, David Chevers. It's been yes. lovely to catch up. Oh, guys, um, it's been so nice for me yeah. too. Thank you. Thank you. Survivalists. Like in Cape Town with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, please come. It's so lovely. Yes. I, mean, I want to. It would be lovely to have you guys here. And maybe maybe we'll host we'll hope host like the next episode on the beach. Oh, yeah. You could do like please. a location tour of like how to, <gasps> how to. Oof, that would Cape be amazing. Town. Hmm? How to Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> how to Cape Town as a verb. How to Cape Town. <laughs> how to Cape Town. <laughs> I Cape Town. just Cape Town. I will Cape Town. Oh my God. Last Wednesday, I Cape Town so hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't Cape Town in a while. No. Being in lockdown. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I can't wait to Cape Town. Oh, wow. <laughs> note listeners thank you for joining us for how to survive love we're sure that you will have found at least something useful and laugh along with whatever we have said so before we go david chevis do you want to plug anything to the listeners so they can um so they can get in, get on board the the chevis train oh thank you. I mean, as you beautifully said in the beginning like if you'd love to listen to some music i've got some songs out there some music videos too wherever you listen to legal music you could find me mm. and uh yeah, that's that's about it for right. now. Yeah, I love right. the I love the use of legal there. Very good, <laughs> no, very nice. Thing. I love that. Don't yeah, yeah, download yeah. it, guys. Stop downloading. <laughs> Just stream. Keep it legal, God, listeners. It. Yeah. <laughs> Only the legal listeners can listen to my music. Then. <laughs> that's another lightning bolt from Zeus. <laughs> yeah, there's just tips coming at you. Oh. So I've been your host, Kaylee Cassidy. That has been Molly Merwin. That has been David Chevers. Zeus, Cupid, and Lovebug say goodbye to you, How to Survivalist, and see you next week when we survive something else with someone else. <laughs> Love ya and leave. Bye. Ya. Bye. Theme music by Jazar.